Hey everybody, Danny here, and on this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy, it's part two of our website masterclass series. And on this episode, we're going to do kind of a mixed bag of tricks all about the basics, website basics. We're going to cover differences between a designer and a developer, what platforms to use, what platforms not to use, and how to go about getting a new website completed or redoing your existing website. That and more coming up in this episode. All right, let's roll the intro. This is a group of disruptors, a group of mavericks that aren't willing to accept the old rules. We're building music schools that are giving more fulfillment to students than was ever thought possible. We're building our dream businesses. I'm Danny Thompson, and this is Music Lesson Business Academy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. Thanks so much for joining me on this extra bonus episode coming out this week as part of our website series. So exciting news. We've got a new title sponsor for Music Lesson Business Academy podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Never Alone Business Services, your partner in marketing run by music school owners for music school owners. Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, and websites, all for music schools who want to fill their businesses to capacity and enroll more students. Request a free marketing assessment at neveraloneservices.com or email them at info at neveraloneservices.com. Mention Music Lesson Business Academy for $100 off your first month. And of course, I will put all that information in the show notes as well. Don't be alone in your marketing. Never alone business services. I kind of ad-libbed that part right now. I should probably just stick to the script. But anyway, super excited to have Never Alone Services on the uh sponsorship ticket here. Uh, a few episodes back, we had Chris on board the show and uh, as a guest, and he runs that along with his wife. And uh, thank you guys for sponsoring the show. Now, all you listeners, hit them up right away. Let's flood them with new business um, and support each other in our endeavors. All right. What else is going on? Um, for all of you that are interested in learning how to run your school with employees, I do have a new course available. My new uh, music teacher employee pay plan course is available. I will leave the link in the show notes. It's four video modules, a bunch of downloads. Pretty much should get you 95% of the way there, 90% there on how to run your school with employees if you're ready to move off of contractors. This should help you out. I think the writing's pretty much on the wall. We all know where this is going eventually. So what you got to do it now or you got to do it later. So um, if you want to do that now, all of you Music Lesson Business Academy Platinum Club members, that course is already inside the Academy. So you can also just get the course by joining the Academy and getting all the other modules that are in there and getting on the calls with us and uh, upcoming webinars and all that good stuff as well. Okay, so uh, that's it. I'm not gonna ramble too long today. Let's get into today's episode on websites. Here we go. 
All right, so let's start. I, I want to clear up something just so you kind of have your head around this as you move forward, either developing a brand new website or probably in most of your cases doing a, a redo of an existing site. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. So what's the difference between a web developer and a web designer? Well, a web developer does all the back-end stuff. So all the coding and all the elements that go on behind what the customer sees to make your website operate properly. Now, a web designer is somebody who does more of the design layout. What is it going to look like? How is it going to operate? What's it going to say? What's the general feel and how it looks? Now, I'm not a developer at all. I can't do any, well, I can't, I wouldn't say any. I can do a little bit. I've done a little bit of WordPress uh, developing on my own in the years past, but I would certainly never consider myself a web developer. Um, that's just not in my wheelhouse to kind of geek out on that coding and stuff like that. It's just not what I enjoy doing. I'm an okay web designer. So when you're looking at redoing your site or starting a, you know, a brand new site, you want to be clear when you're talking to somebody to help you do this website. Is this person a web developer? Are they a designer or are they both? And there are people that can do both pretty well. So if you aren't going to design your website yourself, you will need to find somebody who can uh, do that portion of it for you. Um, and if you're in that boat, I would try to find somebody who can do the development and the design for you. Now, what I would recommend, though, is educating yourself on web design enough to know if this designer does know what they're doing from the standpoint of creating a website that works for you. So here's where I think a lot of people can easily go wrong on a website um, is judging it based on how it looks, right? The look is only part of the website. And it's an important, it can be a very important part, but there's a lot of elements that go into what makes a website work. So let's define what is a successful, well done website. So certainly there's an element of a, a, a visually appealing element to that. So a lot of times websites that I feel work really well and are getting really good results. There's certainly a design element that is visually appealing, but that's kind of a small part of it. So what is a website working well? A website that works well is one that gets people to call you or fill out a form or buy the product. That's what it's there to do. In our case, in, in most businesses, if you're in e-commerce, a well-designed website is one that makes more people buy. Uh, in a service business like us, we need more people to call or more people to fill out a form or click that button that helps them to sign up. Whatever your goal is on your website, whether it's calling forms, scheduling a tour, scheduling a call, we want them to do that. And whatever it takes to get them to do that would be an element of saying that this website works well. Now, here's some other elements to what makes it what I would classify as working well attracting the right clientele, and in some cases, I would say even repelling the wrong people. And, and here's, uh, here's a good example of this. Christina's in the middle of 
redoing my website right now. So the Music Factory website has worked really well in the standpoint of um, the design elements were pretty good at selling what we do and attracting the right people. The brand identity is very strong on that website. You get a real feel for what it's all about, how we're different. We really uh, differentiated ourselves exceptionally well in the marketplace. If there's one thing I would pat my back self on the back for, it's that. Now, we purchased a music school, you know, six months or so ago, and it still has its old website up. We're kind of combining that into the new site that Christine is doing. And I feel like that school right now attracts all the wrong customers. It's, it's not who I want our school to deal with. And, and it's not real. Their customers don't believe the things that we believe when it comes to music and music education. So in getting this new website done, it will solve a lot of that problem for me in that the wrong people, they're just not going to call me anymore. Where right now, they're still calling and I'm getting on the phone. And within a few minutes, I can tell I'm like, man, this is, this is really not somebody I want to sign up and have uh, as part of our school right now. Um, so you, part of having you know, that strong brand identity, of course, if we go back to previous podcast episodes and modules in Music Lesson Business Academy, and it's why I harp on it so strong all the time, is when you know who you are and who your best customers are, it's much easier to design every element of your business, from your website to your look in the school and things like that. Little side note here, right before I started recording this podcast, I was on a Zoom call with um, my design team. I'm calling it my design team because that sounds really cool and official. But really, it's Lauren, who is a great artist and also piano and voice teacher. She's our longest running teacher. She started with us when we started the school way back in 2006. And she did a lot of the artwork in the music factory. So a lot of the look that you guys have seen in pictures um, you know, in videos of my school, she is a big part of the reason it looks like that. I, I had the vision of creating something, and then she was the one who really put that into place. And she's been out on maternity leave. She's starting to teach again in February, which we're real excited about, but she is putting her design skills to work at the new school. So I just got off a call with her and Camille, who's working with her on that, and we were looking at amazing uh wall art and murals and like vibey wallpaper we're putting up it's it's going to be pretty cool like I, i'm excited after getting off that call so anyway back on track a well-designed website or a website that we say works well for us is one that attracts customers that you want your ideal customer and in some ways repels the wrong customers it's, it's good if those people that we really don't want shopping with us don't call, right? You know, they're damaging to our business in some cases to have them. And I know it's tough when you're getting started and uh, you need students, you know, and I've certainly been there where you're just taking whoever you can get, but the sooner you can move away from that and really attract the right customers. So your website attracts the right customers, repels the wrong customers, and converts those customers, the correct customers, into buyers. It gets them to fill out a form or call you or whatever the goal is. So that's what we're looking for our website to do. Don't mistake just 
a pretty website for one that actually does any of those things. There are lots of great looking websites that are definitely not designed to sell. So we have to design with sales in mind. And that I think is probably the hardest element of web design for most of you. Uh, most of us, I should say, not, not you, but all of us. And that is what I spent, you know, a lot of time really educating myself on. I read book after book after book. What makes a website sell? And what was great was some of these books really had good examples and bad examples. And after looking through so many of these, I started to really get a good picture of what works and what doesn't and why. And so, you know, don't be afraid to reach out for help to a good designer who understands that sales element of a website. All right, so in upcoming episodes, we will go more into this portion of the design. So let's shift gears a little bit here and talk about platforms. So I implore you to not do your website, or if you are, to shift away from any of the do-it-yourself website builders. You know, a Wix or a Shopify or something like that. Now, I've had a Shopify website when I did an e-commerce product. It's amazing for that. And I think for most small businesses, even to larger scale businesses who do e-commerce, Shopify is a great way to go because having a web designer and a developer build out a back end of an e-commerce site could be really expensive when there's these plug and play options for you. However, to make my Shopify site look good, I still had to hire a designer developer person, I'd say a developer, who could code for Shopify. And if you look at, you know, a Wix commercial and you look up a website that they say made is made with Wix, those are all custom coded. So you're still having to spend money to get somebody to do it to make it really look professional and look good. Any of them that have basically been done that I've seen of music schools that they did it themselves, it looks like a website you did yourself. And it's nothing against you, the person who did it. I've done, tried to do one of those myself too for my photo booth business, and it looked like somebody threw a website together. And the issue with that, and again, we'll talk more about this in future episodes, but it sends a signal. It sends the wrong signal when you're trying to get the best client. So understand also that those sites, those companies, that's kind of a cottage industry that is appealing to people, is kind of selling them this dream that, hey, anybody can have a website and you can start a website and it'll probably make you a bunch of money tomorrow night. And we know from having businesses and really doing it that that's not how it works. So that, that, that whole industry is really built up kind of around this false premise. So you know, it's totally fine when you first started. If that's all you could do, um, you know, or if that's what you're on now, no worries. It, it took you to a certain level, but let's get you over to a real website. Just do a WordPress site. You know, a WordPress site is built in a way, A number one, that Google loves, the search engines love it, different developers all can work on it. There is less good developers and designers out there who are Shopify experts or Wix experts, whereas most people 
are good with WordPress because they're using it so much. There is a plugin for everything on WordPress. And some are free, some you have to pay for. Um, I found with Shopify and Wix and those kind of sites, I had to pay for like every little thing I wanted to add to the site. And it ended up becoming not very cheap. So that's something real important to think about with those websites. It's still that same concept, price versus cost. You know, sometimes you look at something and you say, you know, the price is, the price is lower on this. I'm going to go that way. And then long term, your cost ended up being just so much higher. So, all right. So get over to a WordPress site, a real developed website by a good developer. Um, you're going to want good hosting. And this is something I would talk to your developer about. We just want it to be stable and secure. And we want fast page loading times on our website. A slow website, especially, especially on mobile can be a killer. People will bounce off really, really quickly. All right, let's shift gears even a little bit more here and talk about how you go about getting ready to put your new website together. Um, so I've done this multiple times and this last time I did it, I did use a web service, uh, a website called Podoco. And I only used limited elements of it, but it kind of allows you to just like drag and drop design elements like squares and circles and triangles and text. And, you know, it's kind of easy to drag a circle to the top corner and just write inside the circle logo. And then, you know, put a big square with a, you know, smaller square and a button and, and write, uh, you know, button, get, you know, get started. and basically outline what you want the design elements and how your website should look. And then any developer who sees that looks at that and goes, oh, okay, clearly they want the logo in the left-hand corner and these hash signs over here on the right that say phone number. I'm going to put their phone number there. And here's the menu items. And, you know, there's a big box on the homepage and it says image. So I know that's going to be a homepage image with a button. And you can put little notes on there that this button will go to a form developed, you know, in an active campaign. And it's very easy from there for the person to, to know where you're going uh, with this website. Now, another way I've done it in the past is literally just drawn it out on a piece of paper or in, in many cases, multiple pieces of paper. So I kind of almost use like uh, some construction paper and each piece of paper was like its own page. So I was able to kind of lay it all out with these different pages. And at one point, I even shot a video with my phone of those pages and me pointing to things saying, okay, this will be the logo up here. This is the phone number. Here's going to be a big image. Here's the button. This is going to link to there. And was able to just send that to a developer and they got it, you know, 90% right on the first go round. So you don't have to get fancy when you're laying out this website, but I think it's really important to give your developer some visual package, right? That is easy for them to look at and say, okay, clearly I get where they're going. This is a button. These are icons. These are testimonial box right here. These are going to be different lesson categories. Um, where do they link to? And you just put notes 
of text together on those designs, and that gives them a really good starting point of where it's going. Other elements you're going to want to do is you're just going to want to create a really solid brief, a really solid web design document for your designer developer um, with, you know, starting off at the top, just putting, you know, here's the URL, here's my, all my passwords that you're going to need to get into the sites, the hosting and the hosting password, um, any of the other services that they might be using uh, to integrate with the website, like Active Campaign or Calendly or, you know, whatever it is, a chat service, anything like that that's outside service that you have to log into, give them all the passwords and login information because you just don't want them while they're in a workflow to have to stop and search, you know, track you down, you know, and text you and ask you what the password is and things like that. And then you have to struggle to find it because you haven't used it in a while. Just get all that. Clearly outline also what the goal is. What are you looking to get out of this website? Here's what I like about my current website. Here's what I think we want to change, what's not working good. You know, what is the goal here? We want, you know, a really good, you know, mobile response out of this website. That's a big goal for me on my new site is, you know, I really designed my site quite a few years ago when mobile wasn't how you designed your site. You know, really, I should have, if I look back, I really, this newest iteration I'm doing with Christina, I really should have just designed it on a phone versus designing it from a desktop. And that's a little old school of me that I still like to sit and kind of do it as how it looks on desktop. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, next time, I'll definitely just going to basically design the whole thing only from how it looks on the phone. But, you know, outline the goals. What, is, what are we trying to do with this site? It's got to load fast. It's got to look good on mobile, you know. Um, what things are you trying to change on there? And really give a clear picture. Is, um, is this designer going to be in charge of developing the site from an SEO standpoint? Like, how much are they involved in this? Um, you know, is the backend development, do you want, you want to ensure that they are designing the site with an, even if they're not going to do the copywriting for you, but if they're designing the site, you know, with an SEO mindset, they're building the pages properly and naming them and um, creating the meta tags properly and how they uh, tag the images and all the other things that a good SEO person, um, you know, could much better explain to you than me, um, you know, is going to do for you. So, you know, really uh, get this brief put together. And then lastly, it's important to have all the assets in place. And so by assets, I mean things like pictures and web copy. Get all your pictures in order, put them in a file, label them up and get that over to your designer developer so that they have that stuff ready to go and all the web copy. Now, I, I think, you know, I wrote out a lot of copy to get Christina started on our website. I know I'm going to go back in and redo a ton of it. And that is something all of us can do. You don't have to call your web person every time you need a paragraph changed. Generally speaking, they will always show you, here's how you log in. If you've never done it before, <clears throat> You know, it's pretty easy to do, but if you haven't done it before, they can just make a quick screen share video and say, this is how to do it. Make sure you don't accidentally, you know, hit this button and erase the whole thing and just show you how to go in and change your web copy so that you can, can kind of continue to tweak on that 
um, if you're working, if your designer developer is also um, coaching you on the SEO side, you know, as you're writing new copy, you can go in there, um, make those changes. Um, you know, you're probably going to use Yoast SEO to at least get you, you know, 80% there, maybe on your web copy from an SEO standpoint. Um, and then maybe that SEO person can kind of help you get to get that next upper level of it. Um, but have at least most of that copy written out and you want to put that in that brief that you're going to send to the developer designer. So it's clear to them, here's the homepage and it flows like this. It starts with these menu items. Here's the picture. Here's what I want written on the button. Here's the copy. Here's a testimonial to use. Um, here's the first paragraph of text. Then it goes to here. Here's the guitar page. Here's the piano page, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all those things clearly written out. What you don't want to do in any of these cases is just kind of throw it all over to them and go, go for it. Just kind of design it around how some of these other ones I've seen. You know, um, you really need to be involved in the creation of this to ensure that it's in your, you know, so it's coming through with some of your voice and your style and the things that are important to you and your business. All right. And one last thing here. I was thinking about, you know, I, I guess it was actually when I first had my current website created. And, and after it was done, I definitely worked with several other developers to make a lot of changes over the course of a couple of years to finally get it to a point uh, where it performed well. I mean, it was a long process. I mean, I had no idea. You know, I could put something together so much quicker now, but you know, I was learning at the time. But you know, I met with a company, and I was so clear with them. This is what upset me with this company. I was so clear. I did all my pictures and the video thing like I talked about. Every element of what I needed it to do, how many ex exactly how many pages would be there, and they gave me a quote. We went with it. They got it done. They were missing a fair amount of stuff. And when I pointed that out and said, hey, you know, in the design, like I had these pages, you didn't build those. They came back and were like, well, for the price we did it at, you know, we really can't do anymore. And it's like, all you could, you know what I would have appreciated when I originally gave them all the info, they should have just charged me more then to do it right. So the point of this story is, Make sure you have a very clear commitment from you or a, a clear agreement between you and the designer developer on what's included for the price and what isn't. Um, it will just make things so much clearer down the road. And I, and I also do believe that the designer developer has a responsibility being that they're the professional and there are going to be things that you will forget to mention that they might bring up. So you might not start to talk about SEO with them. And I believe it's their responsibility to say that to you and to talk to you and say, okay, for this price, this is what's included. We haven't talked about, you know, this element or, you know, editing photos or do I have to write copy or whatever it is that they're not seeing, they should bring that up to you to make sure that you get the opportunity to say, okay, yes, I'll pay you more to get these other things that you're recommending, or okay, I understand that you're not going to do that, and I will make sure that I provide that for the site. So, you know, maybe get something in writing between the two of you that is 
a very clear agreement and understanding on what's included for what price. Because um, this is one of those industries that a web designer could easily kind of take your money and start working on something and not really be crystal clear, you know, on these kind of things and then come back around, you know, and use a lot of technical jargon that people just aren't familiar with, you know. Well, everybody knows that a new website doesn't come with a blah, 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 you know. And you just don't want to be in that position. It's going to be uncomfortable. And, and you want to find somebody that you can work with that's very trustworthy. Um, you know, so I've always talked about Christina for web design on here. I've mentioned her a couple times. She's doing my site again right now. She's done quite a few of your sites out there. Um, I believe that everybody has had a pretty darn good experience with her. Um, she's very professional in how she goes about doing this. And is will be very straight up and straightforward with you on what sucks and what's good and what she thinks you're doing wrong. And like, if she thinks something, you're doing something silly, she'll clearly point it out to you without, you know, she, she definitely will not uh, hold back from giving you some truth. And that's what you want, you know, and she will clearly say, well, if you want this, it's going to cost you this. Um, if you only want this, I can do that. And, and that's what I'm always looking for. Cause at this stage of the game for me with the website, you know, I, I wasn't looking for her to redo it necessarily quickly or under a certain budget. Of course, I don't want to pay more than I have to, but if the difference in spending another $500 is the difference, you know, between good and really good, I'm going to go really good because that additional money I'm spending to get it really good, A, number one, it can last a long time. So it's a amateurized out over a long period of time. And secondly, it's just a big element of how we make more money. So you got to invest more to make more. So think about that when you're um, getting ready to put your website together and you're talking to a designer. Okay, so that's some of the basics of what we're trying to do with a website. So in the next episode, we'll start to get into more of the actual nitty gritty design elements. What should be on a website and what shouldn't. All right, guys, have a great one. The next episode will be out on Tuesday. Talk to you then. Have a great one. <laughs>